Hello there guys, what is going on? Son of Chelsea back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're doing well and keeping safe on this Saturday. Going to be speaking about Chelsea's potential interest in David Alaba and the attempt to hijack his move to Real Madrid in the summer. Also want to take a look back at that brilliant win against Spurs and sort of analyse it a little bit deeper, looking at some of the performances tactically as well. We'll get into that too in today's episode. But before we do, want to ask you guys, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you never miss an upload also hit the like button if you're enjoying the content because it helps out the channel as well so firstly this report a bit of transfer news once again linking David Alaba to Chelsea and this time from Jacob Steinberg in the Guardian Chelsea aimed to hijack David Alaba's move to Real Madrid Alaba who has failed to agree a contract extension with Bayern after 12 years with the German champions is one of the best defenders in the world the Austrians desire for a new challenge has alerted several of Europe's top clubs and Madrid, who have doubts over Sergio Ramos's future, have been active in their pursuit of him. There has also been interest from Liverpool and Manchester United. So Chelsea being linked with a number of Bundesliga defenders, and I think this is quite predicted at the moment given Thomas Tuchel's arrival at Stamford Bridge but hijacking a move in a transfer window feels very Chelsea I think about Timo Werner last summer close to going to Liverpool and Chelsea jumped in made that deal happen Willian to Tottenham Hotspur of course Chelsea jumped in made that move happen Pedro was so close to signing for Man United in 2015 Chelsea once again jumped in made that move happen so Chelsea have a history of hijacking big moves in the transfer window and I think that I've spoken a lot about defenders and the defender situation, so I don't want to go over old ground. I've spoken a lot about that, and more in the case of the likes of Tomori, the likes of Mark Gurhi, Ethan Ampadu. I just think that now with Thomas Tuchel and the way he sets up Chelsea, his flexibility, I think is opening up a lot of doors. Not only in the players who could be interested in joining Chelsea because of Thomas Tuchel and his own track record and, and the ability of him to take Chelsea potentially to the top of the Premier League, but also just in that formation. You know, if we're playing a back three system now that could at times alter to a four back system, I think there are a lot of players you could bring in that sort of you wouldn't before. You know, if, if you're in a more rigid formation like a 4 3 3, I think maybe it opens up more doors for more players and I think that David Alaba of course has been an incredible player for Bayern Munich he still is one of the best defenders in the world and there's no denying he would improve our back four um, or our back three at the moment in our defense in general and I think he's the type of player that you know Chelsea I think the mindset has to shift a little bit now in terms of our recruitment because if it's going to be a serious title challenge next year and took away the pressure on him to win a Premier League title, you need experienced players, you need quality players, you need players who are going to give you sort of instant results. And I think that David Alaba is definitely one of those players. Also naturally has that versatility as we've spoken before when Alaba was linked, when Lampard was still here to play as a left back, to play as a centre back. So I think that all of that, especially with Tuchel's sort of flexibility at the moment and his system, I think works wonders. And I think it would be a wonderful move to get. Now, I want to state that I think if you've been following David Alaba sort of links to the Premier League for a number of years now. They take a similar path. He gets linked to a Premier League club, whether that's Chelsea or Man United or Liverpool. It builds some momentum and then it gets shot down and we're told that Alaba doesn't want to join a Premier League club. He'd rather go to Real Madrid. That's what it looks like at the moment. So in terms of how serious this is, but the idea of Chelsea hijacking moves, as I've said, they've done it before and I think it would absolutely be a big uh, signing. I think just all of this indicates to me that in the summer, Chelsea are going to be signing a centre-back. I think that's one of the key priority positions 
for Chelsea, whether that's down to Tuchel, whether that's down to the club. I think they're going to try and make that move. Who it will be, whether it will be Alaba, someone the pedigree of Alaba, a younger player like Umpamecano, or someone like Saul, who maybe is a little bit in the middle of that. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but I wouldn't be too stunned if, if that player does come from the Bundesliga. Let me know your opinions on David Alaba, because I know a lot of people like him, would love to see him at Chelsea, and what he could bring to Stamford Bridge next season. Let me know in the comments below. And now let's go back, of course, that brilliant win against Spurs. If you haven't seen it, please go and check out my Rational Perspective, where I gave my reaction to the game. A wonderful win, and I just think it was lovely to just see Chelsea win a big game again. Uh, it's been a while since we have. Uh, our record against teams above us around the top six this year has been really dreadful, and uh, it's just the mood swing, I think, around Chelsea in the past uh, seven to 12 days, basically, has been incredible, really. Um, how we felt after Lampard left, sort of all that sort of chaos and, and the feeling, especially, I even go back to that Leicester game, and I think it just summarises this mental season in the sense that where we were at Leicester to where we were at Tottenham. And I know there's been a lot of caveats thrown in because of the way Tottenham approached the game, um, but it still is a big win. It's a win against a team above us, a team who are going to be competing for top four. I think just mentally, I think it gives our squad a big boost and hopefully it galvanizes them that they can go into these games under a new boss in Thomas Tuchel, gives them that further buy-in. Now, before we get into that performance a little bit more and some of the key players in that and also the tactics once again, stats, some stats to pick out from the other night against Spurs. Uh, Thomas Tuchel with that clean sheet against Spurs is the first Chelsea manager to get three clean sheets in his first three games since Jose Mourinho in 2004. I also went back and tracked the last time we got three clean sheets in a row in Premier League. So we have had three clean sheets earlier in the season with Lampard. I think that was Man United, Sevilla, and I think it was Burnley. So it was three in a row, but obviously in all competitions. The last time we went three Premier League games without conceding a goal was under Antonio Conte in late October, November 2017. So that's how far back you have to go. So I think that's brilliant to see once again our defence being very resolute. Of course, not being tested too much against Wolves, uh, Burnley and Spurs, teams who weren't really attacking that much. We'll have to see how that changes moving forward with teams who like to press up the pitch a little bit more. So now I want to get in some key performers. And for me, I called Jorginho my man on a match. And I'm still sticking to that because I think that... The reason I didn't say Mason Mount is because I say Mason Mount a lot because Mason Mount for me is just he's at a level now where probably I don't sort of appreciate it as much because that's just Mason Mount at this point. So maybe I'm looking at Jorginho, I'm looking at Kovacic players who have underperformed this season and sort of they surprise me a bit more. I expect that level from Mason. But this brilliant piece from uh, Nizar Kinsella after the game, uh, Lampard's son Mount showing Chelsea doubters he can start under Tuchel. On a night when Thomas Tuchel tactically outmaneuvered Tottenham manager Jose Mourinho, it was Mason Mount who took on the key role to unlock Chelsea's London rivals. Nazar Kinsella says that ahead of kickoff, the Blues looked like they were going to line up in a 3-4-3 system, but once out on the pitch, they dropped Mount into a number 10 role with Timo Werner and Callum Hunter-Doy paired as two strikers. It worked well for Mount, dictating the play in front of a flat Spurs back four that couldn't track him. And I just wanted to look at the heat map of Mason Mount last night because, you know, speaking of him in that sort of number 10 role, I looked at it from who scored here, as you can see on the screen now. It was actually more on the right side. That's where he spent most of his time the other night. And Mount said in his post-match interview sort of this new role for him of being a number 10 slash false nine because we saw the interchangeability of Mount, Kalamata-Nadoi and Timo Werner which made it difficult for Spurs to cope with that movement. But I also said this and referenced this in my Burnley sort of analysis after of to me it looked more like a 3-5-2. Now 
in truth, as I'll show you on your screen now, the average positions of Chelsea players the other night. Um, and really, actually, when you look at the average positions, it looks more from defence as sort of a flat back four. Marcus Alonso, Tony Rudiger, Thiago Silva and Dave. Uh, Kovacic and Jorginho, I mean, it shows you sort of how what they've been doing. Basically asked to stay in the middle, you know, resolute in their positions for most of the time on uh, Thursday night. And we've seen that. And I think that's given Chelsea that nice balance in midfield that we've lacked recently. But then when you move forward, how high Reese James is. And it's very similar to where Kalamata was, you know, how high he was when he was playing as right wing back for Wolves and Burnley. Um, and it looks more like sort of a lopsided to the right side, 4-2-3-1 when you actually look at it on screen like that. Timo Werner almost taking a left midfield position, almost a number eight at times. Uh, Mason Mount sort of more as that number 10 and Kalamata as the most advanced. We really look to get the ball out on that right once again with the quality of Reese James and Kalamata Ndoy. And, you know, it was a bit like under Lampard, you know, people kept on complaining, why did we go to the right? You know, you have to go to the right because in terms of delivery, that's where our strength is, whether it's from Hakim Ziyech, whether it's from Kalamata Ndoye, whether it's from Reese James. As a coach, as any coach coming into Chelsea, you'd want to utilise that side of the pitch creatively because as we're seeing now, teams struggle to deal with it. And I think the implementation of Callum there as well in this team, I think is really causing teams a lot of problem. His movement, his form, his electricity now, he just looks so freer on the ball, which is wonderful to see. And Reese James too, getting his first start on the Thomas Tuchel, really impressed for me as well. But I also want to talk about Mateo Kovacic and Jorginho mostly Jorginho. Jorginho had 90 touches, the second most in the game for a Chelsea player. The first was 99 for Cesar Azpilicueta. And as expected, Chelsea says here, and I completely agree with this tweet, both Jorginho and Kovacic were terrific today, especially out of possession. Excellent at receiving the ball from defence and relieving pressure, but more importantly, maintained structure in midfield really well and avoided conceding easy transitions. Big shift. It was a big shift. And I think I said this last week with uh, Jorginho and Kovacic, more so Kovacic, it's streamlining their game a bit more. And I think that's what Thomas Tuchel has brought to this team so far. It's sort of simplifying their game um, because I think both of them without instruction, both of them, as we saw in the late time under Lampard, but also before that as well, is they can be quite erratic. I think there are bad sides to their game. They're not perfect players. You know, they're not players that I think you can just throw into any system they're gonna, and they're going to work. I think they need clear instructions. I think they need to be in the right system. More so, uh, Jorginho, you know, I think you need to construct a team around him. And I think it is going to to be telling when we play a team that presses higher how those two work if those two play so for instance against Southampton very soon against Man United teams who aren't just going to sit back like Tottenham did I mean I think Chelsea were fortunate that Tottenham was so clueless on the ball I mean in terms of attack I have no idea what they were trying to do most of the time and that really helped Chelsea defensively so you have to say that once we come up against a higher pressing team will you see someone like N'Golo Kante brought back into the team for maybe someone like Jorginho but I think we still Still need to be honest enough if you've been critical of Jorginho and Kovacic to give them that praise in a big game of the season and I think uh, for both of them now really working well on the Thomas Tuchel and I think it shows that Thomas Tuchel just the structure of that performance really impressed me I think it's something that Chelsea have been lacking I think it's really impressive what Tuchel has done in a very short space of time to give us this structure and there is a belief now we're attacking in different ways you know the way I think he's using Mason Mount in this new position I think is really exciting because you need Mason in this team there's no denying it and it's it's quite ironic that for, for the whole time Lampard was here it was all because of Lampard Mason Mount was playing Thomas Tuchel comes in he's playing him already because Mason Mount's just a quality footballer I think that's the that's the truth here and that, that's what people need to realize and I think most people realize that now and I think the way Tuchel's going to work with Mount compared to Lampard I think is really exciting and hopefully it will create a more rounded player for Chelsea um, I just think the thing with Mason is once he gets into that final third because unlike under Frank where he's maybe playing a little bit deeper as a number eight most of the time I think in this role where he has a little bit more freedom where he's being asked 
to press up the pitch as almost a false nine we saw the other night. I think he needs to get better in his finishing. Um, I think that's the one area he needs to improve because I think if he's going to keep playing as an inverted winger or, an, or a roaming number 10 slash false nine, he needs to get better in a final third because he's going to be required to take a lot of shots, more shots, I think, than under Lampard. There's sharpness and directness to our play again and it seems the players are getting confident by the game, which is great to see as we go into the business end of the season. But thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you never miss an upload. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I'll see you again.